for joining me today here on It's a PR Thing. You know I love talking to you about PR things. I truly do love talking to you every week about PR things. And today we're going to continue with our series on corporate cultures that court crisis. And again, the organizational cultures we're talking about in this series are those that invite crisis or controversy. And we'll talk about how to course correct before one or both of those situations occurs. Today's focused organizational culture is one you'll recognize for sure, primarily from the news stories generated from organizational leaders who shape these cultures. And of course, we've given it a name befitting its unique character. So come on all, let's dive in for some more PR learning love. Welcome everyone to It's a PR Thing. This is the show where we help you build relationships that build business. We'll give you a better understanding of what PR is today and how you can use it to drive your business in ways you never knew you could. If you're ready to build bigger and better relationship capital, then this is the show for you. Thank you again for joining me today here on It's a PR Thing. I'm your host, Stephanie McFarland, and today we're on part three of a four-part series on corporate cultures that court crisis. And again, these are not just specific to corporate cultures. We just like that working title. It's just interesting and fun. These cultures can exist in any type of organization. I'm calling today's featured culture hair on fire, and this one is toxic from the inside out. Organizations that operate with a hair on fire culture are frenzied, they're frantic, they're frenetic. They're frenzied because they're continually reactive to internal matters, external matters, everybody else's matters, matters that don't really matter to them. They are, in the worst case scenario, the drama queens of corporate cultures. They're frantic because they operate based on fear or anxiety or um, insecurity, ego. The point is, they're not founded firmly on a base of vision and strategic planning. And they're frenetic because they're sometimes seen as a little bit crazy with the pace and the pressure. And there's this energy always, this kind of, I hate to say it, but it's like a vibration that you feel of urgency and emergency. And sometimes that is driven by the whims and the moods of the personality or personalities at the top. It's not unusual for you to find hair on fire cultures in startups, celebrity run organizations, or high profile private entities that may be run by a uh, public figure who has a, a lot of lot of presence. I'm going to leave it to you, though, to plug and play who the characters are that would fit into this description. What we want to focus on the podcast today is how these organizations end up in trouble and why I say they're toxic from the inside out. First and foremost, there's no focus. It's shifting all the time and continually reacting. And that means you're re-aiming resources and energy too frequently. And the fallout from that is it's on your internal talent. You have vendors and stakeholders as well. They all start to get whiplash and motion sickness from that lack of focus. They are exhausting. It's hard to keep good talent at these organizations. People get burned out quickly and this revolving door situation ensues. And they usually have a top-down or a bottom-up dynamic. So that means either they have an organization leader who is celebrated in some way, whether that be as royalty or a guru or whatever. And a lot of times what happens is they, they have people around them that feed them their own press. Um, and two, you start to see them lead by these ego-driven directives. Or you can have the opposite is where you have people that are from some of the most entry-level roles that are being put 
too early into the position of making critical business decisions where they don't have real life experience. They have a lot of idealism, maybe. Um, They don't have a lot of business experience or acumen. And frankly, they may not have a lot of work experience on the resume. Either way, either one of those dynamics is just not good business. Now, the fallout from hair on fire culture is stakeholders get confused and they also get exhausted and eventually they start doing business they stop doing business with you, excuse me, or maybe, you know, they, they stop advocating for you or associating with the organization on the whole. Maybe they, they break partnerships and ties or co-branding, etc. Stakeholders also lose trust and that can ignite into concerns being aired on social media in mass. It can even fuel, you know, investigative news reports. And as I mentioned earlier, it's hard to keep good talent. You know, people are burned out or they're feeling abused and they'll leave and they'll tell their stories to someone or to many someones. And with the you know, employee feedback platforms that are out there today or testimonial platforms that are out there today. I mean, employees have a way now to equal that playing field with the employer. Also, the company can't gain traction to grow or evolve, and that may lead to it eventually imploding. And also, hair on fire cultures invite controversy that can lead to media takedown stories, lawsuits, protests, government investigations, and, you know, of course, other very disruptive activity. Now, given all that, how do you help an organization like this course correct? Well, again, it is one of those harder cultures to tackle, but if there's a will, there's always a way. First and foremost, and for your own well-being, keep your expectations in check. You need to be the voice of ration and reason over the time and the noble conscience at the table. And so it's going to be important for you not to let yourself get beat down by disappointment Um, Because if you set your sights too high that are not reasonable, then you're going to feel dispirited. Also, accept that it will take time and you want to measure progress by incremental gains. Do not expect for this to be an elephant that you're going to eat all in one bite. It just isn't. Now, also have data. It's hard for most people to argue with the numbers. And your quality data can give even the most reactionary leaders a reason to pause and, and to reflect before they make any rash move. Plan. Sometimes reactionary leaders, guys, they're not good planners. It's just not their natural strong suit because they're often leading by intuition, vision, big ideas. Sometimes when you have someone in the organization who can take their ideas on maybe your functional area of the company and craft a strategic pathway to achieve those ideas, that person's highly valuable. You know, you can use that plan for scheduled discussions with leadership You can help to show progress toward the goals to keep people on track as well and help give focus and and guide things, you know, moving forward. And I've seen a few reactional leaders in my life. I've worked with a handful of them across three decades. It's not been a lot. But what I have seen is they are hungry for people who know how to plan and to bring people back to the plan and to remind them of the plan and to even remind the leadership of the plan. And what happens over time is you can start to show them that sticking to a path can actually bear fruit. That consistency and persistence does bear fruit. With these two things, especially having data and also the plan, leads to the last point, and that is be the radar system for your organization. You can be that system that watches, listens, gathers, and reports on how stakeholders are responding 
and, and reacting to the organization's actions and decisions. You know, this intel is so crucial for the whole organization and it gives you crucial information to share with your leadership and that can sometimes slow their role. It can help them to make better informed decisions and at minimum help to mitigate reactionary decisions. So I'm going to close out with three resources to help give you actionable food for thought. First of all, episode five, I've said it before. I'm going to share it with you again. Know thy stakeholders. It's so crucial in today's evolved and modern world of public relations that you know your organization's key stakeholders. And it's important to help your leadership know as deeply and as detailed as you can who those stakeholders are, what they want, what they need, and what they value. Now, Tuesday tip number one is hurting the cats and avoiding the scramble. You know, when I think of hair on fire cultures, I think of working in my, out in my, you know, gardening in my yard, and I might lift up a rock. And when I do, I disturb an ant colony and suddenly ants just scatter everywhere. And that's the way a hair on fire culture feels. It may not exactly look that way, but it feels that way. And you may have silos where everybody's kind of doing their own thing. Um, you know, again, you could have a lot of very entrepreneurial spirit there. I'm not picking on startups, by the way. Um, I mean, I'm an entrepreneur, so, but you do have that when you get that in mass of all kind of the same, same kind of type of mentality and drive. And so herding the cats and avoiding the scramble helps you be able to, first of all, determine what are the key issues and initiatives within the organization. And then it helps you put together a handbook, if you will, by which everybody in the organization will be talking about that issue or that initiative publicly and with stakeholder partners. So again, that is Tuesday tip number one. Please go out and listen to that. Then there's Tuesday tip four. That's the BLT with the pickle and the CEO. That one actually gives you a formula on how to measure public relations effectiveness, and that can help you with setting up those incremental gain measurements that we talked about earlier. Now, guys, these podcasts are totally free and they're out there for any time you're ready to listen to them. But the idea of that is to help you convert food for thought into actionable progress. That's our show for today. Thank you for joining me here on It's a PR Thing. You know I love talking to you about PR things. I truly do. Please go out and make it a great day.